Hey, Journey in the Bible family. It's good to see you again on another episode of Journey in the Bible. Our mission here is to find Jesus Christ in every verse, chapter, and book. And the reason why we do this is because Jesus Christ himself said in John chapter 5, verse 39, Ye search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So Jesus Christ is the actual center of the bible and today i can't wait to do this study with my brother Roderick as he joins me today Roderick, welcome in the studio well thanks a lot um uh, it's such a blessing to be here i've been um following journey in the bible for like quite a while and it, it's amazing to be okay. here and um just can't wait to get into chapter 48 of uh, Genesis. Awesome, awesome. That's amazing. Thanks for following. And uh, to the viewers who have been who have subscribed to Journey in the Bible or who are following Journey in the Bible every week or every other time they have, thank you. Uh, you do keep us going and we hope that you're actually benefiting from the videos that you watch and that they're, cl that they're drawing you closer to Jesus Christ uh, ever more. And so today we hope to do the same thing again, but uh, obviously with different person. And uh, we pray that the Holy Spirit will be with us. In fact, before we even dive any deeper, uh, let us pray. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for journeying the Bible. As we are about to dive into Genesis chapter 48, I pray, Lord, that you open our minds, open the hearts, uh, the hearts of the people listening or viewing the lord we may be at the end of this episode we may be open to your invitation to open the doors of our hearts to have a deeper communion with you and lord i pray that you sanctify us forgive us our sins and prepare us for heaven prepare us to be with you forever this is our prayer in jesus name amen amen all right, Amen. so Genesis chapter 48. In Genesis chapter 47, we're talking about how Joseph presented his brothers before Pharaoh. And if you watch the previous episode, we mm. saw the spiritual significance of that, where you'd have the five presented and the five not presented because Joseph had 10 brothers, right? So it almost uh, colorated. Uh, with the story of the ten virgins, five foolish and five wise, and ultimately it leads it leads to the final two classes that will be at the end of times: those who make it uh, and those who don't make it in the kingdom of God. Friends, the reason why we do journey in the Bible is to make sure that we are part of those who make it. In Genesis chapter forty-eight, we see that Joseph, after doing this, he now presents his own children to Jacob for a blessing mm. now tell us Roderick uh, when Joseph hears that his father is sick he does this why does he take uh, Manasseh and Ephraim to Jacob at this time why is it important well like I would mainly say um, his father was about to die and he wanted mm -hmm. them to get to see him um, right. but as we read like the first few verses um it seems like Jacob had known about them before. Okay. Because he, he, he says their names. Yeah. And I would imagine like at some point in time, Joseph should have presented them before because this is some time. 
after Jacob has stayed in Egypt. There's no way Joseph wouldn't have presented them to his grandfather. That's so like, like, yeah, it, it tells me there's something much deeper than just, hey, get to see my, my children. Right. Um, maybe Joseph was not just looking for Jacob to just get to see them, but to actually right. bless them mm. and also impart his knowledge of God on them to a certain degree. So, yeah, to them. So, um, like... Imagine Manasseh and Ephraim, the two sons. They they had they were born in a secular world, right? In Egypt. And them being at, like having a father who holds such a high position, they had opportunities like on the other side of the well, if you call them opportunities, but like yeah. they, they they could leave like the way the Egyptians at that time lived. But I don't think that's what Joseph wanted them to live like. And that's why he would bring them his father yeah wow that's amazing and uh, there's so much instruction in there for parents right that you know children must mm-hmm. be dedicated to god and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how secular the environment is they need to actually be put in the hands of god and god will protect them and teach them his ways and you mentioned secular but i was thinking it was more like um um well still secular but more more religious in a way because egypt was full of religion there were priests and they had all the orders of of things going on Mm, in fact i believe i believe joseph joseph's wife was a daughter of a high priest in egyptian stuff if i'm not mistaken so imagine yeah yeah, that that influence right going through the children Mm. So Joseph here is like, hey, I need to make sure that these guys are in the right hands. And, and so do we need to make sure that our children, our brothers and sisters are in the right hands by presenting them in prayer mm-hmm. to the Father, mm-hmm. presenting them to the Father through his word, through joining the Bible videos and links. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. All right. So and then so when, when Joseph presents Manasseh and Ephraim to Jacob, Jacob is about to bless them, but what happens is there's some left and right mismatching, if you will. Can you help us understand what's going on there in verse 13 and 14? Yeah, so um, Jacob, um, like Mm -hmm. as Joseph brings the two sons, Jacob gets up and he says a very interesting prayer, which I, which, yeah, it's it's really interesting and hopefully we'll get to look at that. But, but when he lays his hands on the children to bless them mm. he switches the hands right right and, and he puts the right arm on the younger one instead on the uh, instead of putting it on the elder one and usually this is not according according to how it was done back then you know the older the right arm of course is stronger than the left right and so in blessing so if you're left-handed <laughs> yeah, that is. Maybe Jacob was left-handed, but no, I don't. I don't think so. So was he? So, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but um, like the uh, whole point is, um, Jacob puts his right uh, hand on uh, the younger son, which I believe is Ephraim, mm, right? right? Instead of Instead on, on of Manasseh, Manasseh and, and he says the blessing, and this kind of displeases Joseph. Because he's like, you know, the older one should get the blessing, should like mm-hmm. get the right, um, like blessing instead of yeah, the younger one. 
and so that that's how it goes and then jacob says i know i know what i'm doing mm. it, it, it's really interesting he was led by the spirit of god yeah to actually uh switch those hands because at first when i read this guys i have to be honest with you i was like maybe maybe he like he didn't because he wasn't seeing clearly maybe he didn't see right. it and then when he notices his mistake he's like i know it you know trying to cover it up but when we look at the history of like how those two tribes go about to live right it shows that indeed this was prophetic and that the spirit of god was actually moving on um jacob wow that's that's something powerful and we'll look into that in a little more depth and detail but for now let's dwell in verse 11. verse 11 Mm. says the following words Uh, you can read with me in your bibles this is how we journey in the bible please make sure you have your bibles with you as well i have mine here it's called samsung (laughs) s10 plus (laughs) and it says verse 11 and israel said unto joseph I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God hath shewed me also thy seed. And the question is, what does this verse teach us about God's character? The key words are, um, I had not thought, and also, right, I had not thought, and also. So, what do you think, uh, Mr. Rodriguez? Rodriguez. Yeah, like it, it's really interesting um imagining Jacob before he got to see uh Joseph. Right. Right in despair, um the son whom he loved was gone. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure like I don't really th- I don't think Jacob really got to process maybe he 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 got to a point where he understood that Joseph is gone. But understanding how, like, I don't think that was fully clear to him. That he would just go that way. Yeah. And it was it was definitely something that got him, like, it really hit him hard. And you can even tell later, uh, and I think we went through this, when um, Judah saw, uh, saw that uh, Benjamin wanted to be taken by Joseph, when Joseph right. was trying the brothers, brothers, he was like, he was like mm. he's going to die if this happens. Right. So right. he was that close. When he lost Joseph. And so, like, it, it, it's amazing how God at the end comes to him and actually shows him, you know, reveals, like, not only Joseph to him, but also, but also his, sons. his sons. That's, that's something. Yeah, that, that, that's something that's really, uh, that's really amazing. And I, I really believe, like, Jacob going to Egypt was something that moved him closer to God than he could have if that hadn't happened. And I know that doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right, like going to Egypt, how does that get you closer to God, understanding what uh, Egypt symbolically means. But him getting to see Joseph. Right. Him, I mean, imagine getting to see God moving through Mm. your child and seeing how much God has worked through him, that really led him closer to God. I, I, I believe it really did than anything else could have. And it also really like brought an effectual change as well on the brothers too. It made an impact on them. It did. And that makes me ask him more like an Exodus type question here. 
Um, so you are saying, not, not, not what you're saying, but it, mm. it evoked some, some thought in my mind. So if, if Jacob moving to Egypt brought him closer to God, and that, can be said, that could be said of all the family members, then here's the question, which mm. is almost answered by this discussion. Why did the children of Israel have to go to Egypt? Because God had said, you will be in Egypt for a specific mm. number of, of time. And I'm starting to think now that somehow it was in the plan of God that they should be in Egypt at that time, which is why it was very specific if you read Genesis 15. Yeah. But then why do they have to go to Egypt then? It seems the answer is something to do with their character, something to do with transformation, mm-hmm. something to, to do with getting closer to God and it, knowing it, him it, more because that's what we see happening. It really is because I, I, I think of, um, you know, we know the children of Israel, their main... We, we read that they were, to them was given the oracles of God to guide them, God, to have right, them, have, right? right. Yeah. And yeah. I would think where they were in Canaan, mm-hmm. Jacob would, Jacob like, they would like teach them. each other about the truth, about who God is and everything, mm-hmm. right? And I think something must have happened in Egypt where this message, these truths were relayed in a way that was never done before, were distinct, made more distinct against like the surrounding whatever like worship that was there in Egypt mm-hmm. because I, I I try to ask myself how did after generations of generation how was even the knowledge of Yahweh preserved hmm. it means that something must have happened then yeah, yeah. and it, yeah. It, it definitely has something to do with God working through Joseph as well mm, amazing well but back to verse 11 what I see happening there is that uh, the character of God is that God is a God who exceeds our expectations because mm. Jacob is saying I, I didn't think I would see you again because I thought you were dead but now not only do I see you I also see your seed your fruits your children let's say and that's powerful it reminds me of the verse which says that uh, you know God who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think mm-hmm. or imagine abundantly more it says i think so that's the god we we serve that's the god we we journey together in the bible every week and i hope that he will do more to you than you expect i have not seen ear hath not heard mind has not conceived or perceived the things that god has prepared for those that love him and that's mm-hmm. the key word do you love god do you wait for God? I mean, Jacob had to do some waiting, some mm-hmm. some loving God, right? Yep, yep. And and that's that has to be our experience as well. Now, in verse sixteen, Jacob calls God as the angel. Um, maybe let me read that. Do you want to read that actually for us? Read verse sixteen. Yeah, it says, "The angel which redeemed me from all evil." bless the lads so he's saying this to the two lads uh manasseh and ephraim and let my name be named on them and the name of my fathers abraham and isaac and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth powerful stuff there's there's more points to mention here but let's start with the angel aspect Uh, why is the angel the one blessing why is god equivalent to the angel or maybe here's the real question, who is this angel and where else in the Bible do we find this angel of the Lord? 
Oh, wow. It's, it's interesting. Here it says the angel. And yeah. angel is in capital. And you have a definite okay, article definitely. there signifying that this is this is something that's specific. And like we can really tell by the qualities. Angels, okay. don't, angels don't just normal angels don't redeem. Hmm. Right? We read that it's only when who can only redeem? It's only one under one. There's only one savior. It says only one savior. It's un, only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Mm-hmm. And that's who Jesus Christ. Christ, and it, it, it's interesting because he's, he's, he not only speaks about this angel uh, in sixteen, but yeah. but in verses two, three, and four, five—I don't remember the exact verse—he talks about his experience at Bethel and how God appeared to him, and, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, he saw a ladder, right? Right. Angels ascending and descending. And we let a read in, in, the, uh, in the Gospels, Jesus Christ saying, comparing himself to that ladder. Right, yeah. yeah right, yeah. When, when Nathaniel came and then he, 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 um, he was surprised by Jesus Christ knowing what he was doing previously. And then he was saying, you will now see, like, what are you going to do if you see the Son of Man ascending and descending? Like from heaven and comparing it to uh, what we see in Genesis. And so it's really interesting. So Jesus Christ, I believe, is this angel that uh, Jacob, Jacob is speaking of. Yeah, that's that's so powerful because, you know, there are people who believe that, you know, th- there's the angel um, called, what's his name? Michael, the, the archangel. And, mm. and most people fail to see how that could be Jesus mm. because they think, it, well, if Jesus is an angel, then that's devaluing him. But this is, you, you have to understand the t- terminology of an angel. An angel, an angel could mean a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them being a messenger. Messenger. Um, and, so, and so Jesus is, in a sense, a messenger. But, you know, he's the angel of the Lord. He's the first uh, connection we have between heaven and earth all all angels ascend and descend because of him they Mm. ascend and descend on him him. so he's Mm. the ultimate angel if you will Mm. and so that's something to to look into later we will study in detail who is michael the archangel but we know he is jesus and this verse confirms that because we see that you know god or an angel there's a specific angel that has the equivalence of god and in fact michael means he who is what god is so it fits right yeah. into into yeah. this verse here. But now moving forward, but uh, I- Joseph, if I can, um, if I can, okay. um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to say uh, you mentioned people think that uh, saying Jesus was an angel is devaluing him. I don't think it's really uh, devaluing him because we read that Jesus Christ was made a little lower than the angels. So if he well, was made if lower, was, if he was made human because of sin then him being uh, coming at that level or being even assigned those qualities and say that you know jesus christ um being called the angel of the lord being called to uh lead the children so of it israel fits his character then it does fit his character and yeah yeah okay i see your point powerful there so joseph is displeased because his father blessed the younger instead of the older uh now Usually, usually would think Joseph is a nice guy, uh, but 
when I read this, I started to question him. Am I right in doing that? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I really don't think there's anything wrong with uh, being displeased. And I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say like, you know, displeased, you imagine like a frown on his face, angry, like, what are you doing, Jacob? <laughs> he wasn't like that. He, I think it's more like he knew his father couldn't see. Right. So maybe he's, he, he, he just, that's why it says that he actually put his hands on him to try to like switch it around. And the other thing, like when you read about it, it's interesting that J- Joseph first, uh, like J- waits till Jacob says all the blessing. Right. He doesn't interrupt him. Right? He doesn't interrupt. Speaks of like some real sense of respect and honor as we are called to do to our parents. Right, something which we we need to practice a little more. <laughs> but in but, fact, it's in the ten, ten commandments, right? Mm-hmm. Honor thy father and thy mother. Yeah, so that days yeah. may be long. And when you look at Joseph, his days were actually pretty long. They were. They he were. died at an age where the Egyptians thought that was the good age to die. So that's powerful. Yeah, that's the, the, yeah, that's definitely interesting. So I, I I would definitely say that like I don't think he did anything wrong. It was like mismatching them like that wouldn't be a right thing but then he holds back he holds back when jacob says i know it i know it Mm, and do you know what that speaks of yeah i'm I'm gonna say something here that maybe some of us might not like but but we are called called. Mm -hmm. to be subject to our parents Mm. and that word i'm using it as the Bible says, Jesus, it says in Luke, I believe chapter, mm. uh, I believe it's chapter two, that Jesus Christ was subject to Mary and Joseph, subject, under, under. <laughs> led by them, it, the son of God himself. And that speaks a lot to you and me, that, 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 that honor, that, um, that, um, that respect for the parents that God has uh, blessed us with, right? It's it's really something that we really need to consider and ask God to bless us more with it. Pray that that will be our our reality mm. every day. So, but then tell us, Roderick, why does the the Bible has this pattern where the younger is seems to be greater than the older? Almost like a paradox. Jesus says things like, the first shall be last. Mm. If you raise yourself, you'll be, you know, abased and all those things. Why does the younger have to be greater? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good question. Yeah, no, honestly, it is. Because um, I, I, I would think that Manasseh and uh, Ephraim at this point were... Uh, still young and I wouldn't say this blessing the other one over this one had anything to do with their characters like you had with Esau and Jacob mm-hmm. but even but with Esau and Jacob it was said before they were even born that's the, that's so the thing it, it really Could speaks you? to something and what I can tell is God really wants to show us that things won't things don't go the way we think they should go yeah. Right? right. Maybe that Maybe. there's a deeper point. There's definitely a deeper point that makes more sense than that. But yeah, 
pray that God, if God reveals it to you, comment it. Yeah. Please yeah. do. Please yeah, do. Please comment. do. Please Co- do. Com- comment, comment it. Yeah. It, yeah. And tell us what you think about this question, this, yeah. Yeah, this why, chapter why in general. Why is it always... Mm. Yeah. Anyways, well, I won't attempt to answer that question. In fact, I'll move on to the next one, <laughs> which is uh, if we read uh, Genesis chapter 48, verse 22. Uh, in fact, let me read it for you guys. Verse 22 says, Moreover, I have given thee one portion above thy brethren which i took out of the hand of the amorite with my sword and with my bow this is jacob addressing joseph i believe right Mm -hmm. he's telling him how he's made them made him to be higher than his brothers which is which is asking the same question we are dealing with because joseph was the youngest of the brothers Mm -hmm. and yet someone was elevated you know that dream where every everybody bows before him Mm-hmm. Why? Why that? Okay, but then okay, I won't answer that. <laughs> that question, question. If you are watching, <laughs> watching this, this, pray and pray really, and really just, just answer, answer that, that if you that have an answer. Because we, yeah, I we think, need yeah, answer. I think this this other question might might end up answering it. But who knows? Okay. okay. Now read Hebrews chapter one verse four. Verse four says, "Being made so much better than the angels." as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Than who? Than the angels, right? And so, okay, so now here's the question, the million-dollar question. Mm -hmm. What is the relationship, if any? Remember that video about how the Bible is a first hyperlinked book? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And each verse is a hyperlinked text? Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys, when we do this, it's just hyperlinks, right? Yeah, so they, yeah they you should drop should down drop that down video, that in, the video in the description. So yeah, sure, you guys out, should yeah. watch to get what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will. But anyway, so what's the relationship between what's happening to Joseph and what's happening to Jesus? Well, we've already established that Je- Joseph represents, is a type of Jesus, right? But then, mm. can we? what's going on here? It, it, it's, it's really interesting um, when you look at Joseph how he was low as you were saying before and now he's elevated to such a high state and i i'm i'm not going to say that's predestination i'm not going to say that god predestined that to happen um i'm going to say that this was something to do with character as much as of course the influence and everything where he was born has to play but it has to do with character um and it's interesting because here in verse 4, it says, Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance ob- obtained a more excellent name. Hmm. That is so deep because, let me not mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, no, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> because the verse we were reading, verse 11, I think, uh-huh, not uh-huh. 16, had some name stuff going on there as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we'll, Jacob we'll, we'll, says, I want you guys to have a name, name, mm. name, name. And here we see a name, name, name. So do you want to name the name? So yeah, that's let's, the name. Let's, let's has name a name. name yeah, yeah, let's name the name. <laughs> so like in the Bible, name means character, of course, right? And we see that in... Um, Exodus chapter 34 verses 6 where uh, in 33 uh, Moses asks to see God's glory and then God says I will proclaim my name and then he goes on to mention who he is his character and it's really interesting can you hear that knock I can but it's fine 
it's fine. Should I just keep on going? Jesus is knocking. <laughs> I'm recording. But anyways, um, he, it's really interesting because this character, he doesn't make the character. It says here, being made so much better than the, yeah, angels, the angels, as he hath by inheritance, mm -hmm. by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. By inheritance. He obtained a more excellent what? Character, character. than right. they. Now, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting. If you could allow us to go in, okay, uh, in uh, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter uh, 11, because we see the same thing with another person who I would say God elevated above other people. Okay. As we see as Joseph. We in in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, 11 rather, verse 7. It says, by faith, Noah being warned of God, of things not yet seen, not seen yet, moved with fear. Right? Now, before we, uh, we read the whole verse, Noah was elevated above other people. God says, in all the earth, I saw who? Noah. He was, he was the one who was righteous before God. And it's interesting. It doesn't say, I saw Noah as uh, righteous. It, it first says, I found, Noah, Noah, found, Noah found, found grace in the sight of God. Yeah, and it's also interesting that here it says because he moved with godly fear, yeah, by which but he condemned the world and became heir, heir of, righteousness, of righteousness, which is, which by, is faith. by faith. Now, now he doesn't say, he, doesn't he, say was he was that thing. That it says he became, he inherited, he inherited it. it. That That's same inheritance of of name, and it's by faith. And re this really speaks of as having faith in christ that we can inherit who he is in our very own lives that if jesus christ was holy i can be holy if jesus, jesus christ, christ was, faithful, was faithful like joseph was faithful i can to be faithful and i believe this is this is the character that joseph obtained by inheritance mm. and that mm that led him to be elevated in the sight of God. And wow. it really it takes really faith takes sometimes. It, it, in fact, all the times it takes faith. <laughs> all the times. When you Without see how... Impossible, how right? so. Yeah, you yeah, see... You, when you see how degraded you are in sin. Yeah. When, you when you see how accustomed... I mean, sin literally has a cord in you. Like, yeah. it just needs things to trigger, to trigger it. Mm. But you need to have faith and say... I believe that Jesus Christ can make me holy today. That wow, takes that, faith. And that, yes, faith that faith is what brings that righteousness. Amen. Amen. And, and Jesus lived by that faith every day. It says one of the reasons why he received this inheritance was because uh, he hated iniquity and loved righteousness. Right? Mm -hmm. In Hebrews, we find that. But, you know, as we close, let's go back to, uh, to uh, you know, Genesis 48, 16. The angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and let my name be named on them and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into multitude in the midst of the earth. Now, what name do they all share, the, these old patriarchs, Abraham, Jacob, Israel? Is that of faith? Abraham, 
believed on God and it was counted him for righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israel, Jacob, fought with God. Mm-hmm. He overcame, not by, by might, but actually by faith, because that was not necessarily a physical battle as it was a mental, spiritual battle going on where he was battling with his sin and acknowledging his sin and asking for forgiveness of his sin. So that's the name we need to adopt. Mm. And we get it by faith, right? Mm. Uh, You know, Jesus says, uh, not Jesus, but John in John chapter 1, and to them that believed on him, he gave power Power, power to become the sons and daughters of God. And today I hope that you will receive that power, which is, of course, the Holy Spirit who creates in us a new heart. And so I pray that as we, as we have studied Genesis chapter 48, that it has helped you to open your mind to see that, well, the Bible is all about Jesus and that Jesus is the only one that can actually bring about a difference in your life. I'm sure there's many other questions you still have, Mm. and that's a good sign. Uh, Keep studying the Word of God. We cannot exhaust all the questions you have. But what we wanted to make clear today Mm. is that that Jesus Christ is what you need right now to have victory in your life, victory over sin. You need Jesus Christ because the Bible testifies of him. And so as we read Genesis chapter 48, we see many themes and beautiful you know, topics and ideas, but it all boils down to, do you love God? Are you waiting for him so that he can do exceedingly above all you can think or imagine? Mm. Roderick, any final words as we close? I see we are four minutes past 30 minutes. Um, yeah, there's the, the, just a final thought. Um, looking at the life of Joseph and... Um, especially contemplating on what we just finalized on, um, how he obtained the faith that is in Jesus Christ. And I think right there, there's a pattern for every youth right now, for me and you and for anyone who's watching, that when we decide to give our lives to Jesus Christ, when we decide to walk with him, not only will he make us a blessing to the people around us like joseph was but he will he will work through us to honor his name and glorify him yeah and that that's that's my prayer that i might follow that pattern and that you too might follow that pattern as well yes yes it is possible to be like joseph it is possible to be like jesus christ Mm. now Our journey in the Bible, we're excited because as we begin the new year, by God's grace, God willing, we want to move into the next chapter in life, Exodus. Exodus is the next book, I should say. Book And this season is, yeah, book, right? And so this is an exciting, uh, uh, not episode, but exciting series because we want to dive deeper into some of these questions that we have in the book of Exodus. and, And our theme will be, from sin to salvation because that's what the book of exodus is really talking about but as we prepare for that here's how you can help us you know get ready and get prepared let's say goodbye to genesis in a good way right and this is how we do it tell us who's your favorite bible character in genesis 
and talk about that character in a short video two minutes maximum or whatever you like <laughs> and then use the hashtag jib favorite bible character and share that video on social media it's a way to evangelize to others about who your favorite bible character in genesis is and tell them about journey in the bible as well i hope you will participate and uh yeah by god's grace let's journey together in